Good evening, everyone. It is a good Saturday to have the whole crew on the show tonight. Let's go! The whole yes, crew. I saw Chad in the comments before we even went live. So even Chad's here already up there in YouTube. Now he's on Facebook saying, let's go. We got that thing hot. Let's go. It's got it hot. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Doing good, man. Had a busy day today. We're making it work, man. Oh, we got Jordan in here. Ashley's here. Almost everybody's here already. All right, y'all can go yeah. ahead and continue the talk that you were having before we went so, live. <laughs> yeah, real quick, just to set the premise, right? As soon as we all got on, we're, we're just a bunch of uh, football haters. So immediately we went to debating, right? So we're talking about quarterbacks. My, uh, my <laughs> headline here, give me CJ or give me death. Uh, DeMarco said, uh, you know, some people ain't going to like that because uh, you have a quarterback from this school, you can't have a quarterback from that school. So what we're talking about is there is zero schools – in the NCAA that consistently puts out elite quarterbacks. Facts. Yeah. NC State. No QBU. NC State. Nailed it. All of them. North Dakota, North Dakota State. No. See, it's like Wentz That's and Lance. Two. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Wentz and Lance. But did NC okay. State have like – NFL six. caliber. We're talking elite caliber. Come out. Right? Come out. I can hey. school you with Purdue. Oh. I mean, so, all day. Like, so before we, well, before we dive, dive uh, too deep Payers. into different schools, even though Trev is right, no schools constantly put them out. The whole point here is Colts fan base ain't choosing nobody. <laughs> they are not right, going to be right. happy with right. anybody we choose at quarterback. <laughs> so that's why I was like, Kyle know, I was Orton. Upset. Oh, and man. we ain't talking Kyle hey, Orton. Right I'll, now. Say, I'll say this. I'll say this. <laughs> the Pac-12 does not provide quarterbacks unless they're named John Elway Justin Herbert. Or Andrew Luck or Justin Herbert. Warren Moon. Um, Warren Moon wouldn't last. Sanchez, Carson Palmer. Uh, <laughs> boy, you just say Carson Mills. Palmer? Yeah, he's a Pac-12 quarterback. USC. Yeah, but he's fresh. I'm talking elite. elite. He, he played long I'm enough. I'm talking elite. Uh, Carson like Palmer wasn't elite quarterback. Come he's on. Elite, right? Right? Palmer we ain't got to call him elite, but he was a <laughs> solid quarterback, quarterback for years. Carson Palmer took a team, to, took the Cardinals to the AFC, uh, NFC Championship like two years. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole idea, right, is like in CJ's example, right, or, or people say about Justin Fields too. If you don't like him and you have like solid reason, like I don't like how he does this in the pocket, I don't like how he moves, cool. But you can't say I don't like him because Ohio State doesn't make NFL quarterbacks. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah, that's a like, Michigan didn't like, make NFL quarterbacks until right. they sent the greatest of all time in the hold on, hold on. But they, well, <laughs> they didn't make him. <laughs> I know, but that's that's my point, right? Is like someone can come out of a school. He's and saying he's saying he's, he's saying that they're a product from that school. <laughs> no, they I don't know about that. I mean, it's like LSU. The only thing consistently LSU turns out is DBs. Because not back in the early 2000s. Not back in the early 2000s. Up until OBJ and JJ, LSU was never known as a receiver school. Whoa. Hold on. Before and that, now all of a sudden you got receivers coming out but, of LSU. But before that, but, but before that, they were running backs. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is, is these schools, the reason why you don't have a, a quarterback you or a wide receiver you or a DB you is because every so often they change what they're producing. I agree. I also think it's the nature of college football. Yeah, so it changes much, so much now. College football has spread you out and thrown all over the yard. Right, Demarco. Demarco is busy. That's why you can't see him. I think it's easier too for like certain positions, like LSU right now. They're commonly seen as as wide receiver, U, DBU, right? Like we're we're pretty consistent with putting those guys out. Uh, Notre Dame is pretty good with like O line and tight ends. You know, like 
schools can have that with if they keep the same coaches, the same systems, they can produce talent much easier. But quarterback being the most important position in football, being every quarterback is going to spin it differently. Like it's so much harder to consistently put out NFL quarterbacks like that, which is why I think there is no QBU. So hating on Ohio state quarterbacks doesn't make a ton of sense. The reason why is because all the elite quarterbacks are hiding in division two football. <laughs> you might be right. Why? Why? Cause they're, cause they're from small town high schools, man. The mo- the, yeah. I, I really, I, I truly, believe, I'm not going to say elite, but I believe the quarterbacks with the most potential to develop are from the small schools. Yeah, but I like that I point. That. Develop, develop. I feel like I'm not saying recruiting. College recruiting now is a joke, so that almost fails guys anymore. Yeah, well, especially college with, recruiting has always been a joke, especially with the whole NIL now and um, the transfer portal. I feel like if you're not an elite, truly like a five star guy, you're not going to get found. Here's the thing. No, that's not true. Here's the thing. These quarterbacks, they get, they get. Let's say these these five star recruits out of high schools that are in Texas, California, and let's say Florida, right? The three main states that most colleges Georgia. recruit in, and Georgia. Um, they go to the big name schools like Bama, and they don't start till their junior senior year. Yeah, but right. also I think a part what Zach's talking about is the public school recruiting system is just pretty much gone. It's, it's prep schools. It's prep yeah. schools now. It's prep schools, academies, things you can go to yeah. be at developmental wise. I mean, public school I think still has a little bit of like I think I think basketball and baseball you still get a shot. But football yeah. wise, I mean these if guys gotta start going to academies. If you're not going to like a Catholic school or like an yeah. IMG school, you're not getting looked at public school wise. I promise like, you go I know at, that from a, yeah. a fact in Indiana, just playing Indiana ball, like you, yeah, your mid-major schools like Ball State and Muncie, where I'm at, they'll come and look at you know the guys again. But that are the the upper tier, the upper tier guys. But if you're a solid prospect, you know, like the people talk about, like Terry McLaurin, he went to a parochial private school, and that's why he looked at by Ohio State. That goes down to that goes down to to my my point too. Is it's outside of those three big. Name states, you know, California, Texas, Florida. You don't have to go to a private school in any of those states to get recruited out of college or get recruited out of high school. You don't need it. These dudes are getting recruited out of here out of ghetto schools like in Oak Cliff and Highland Park. And Damon knows exactly what I'm talking about. There's dudes that are in that are getting recruited out of Allen. And I think I think those schools you get things, but uh, go look at. We'll see. The problem. The problem with that is the reason that some of those guys will go to the the schools that they do and still be able to get recruited is the fact that everybody knows, just like you just said, Matt, that they're going to go to the big schools, right? So some of these smaller schools, they're going to go to schools that scouts aren't necessarily looking at and trying to find those guys that are coming out, and you see them end up being a zero-star prospect, a one-star right. prospect. You look at a J.J. Wada, Antonio Brown. These guys were zero- and two-star prospects coming out of high school. And Public the high school. And, and they end up at some small school and then end up transferring to a bigger school. So yeah. that, that's all one big problem in itself as well. But the same thing goes for even just like you just said, Matt, the, the guys that used to have to sit, I feel like NIL has fixed that problem because it, there's no more – I have to go sit at Alabama and wait for three years yes. to wait for a guy to leave. Right. I can transfer I year to year to year to right. try and find a school, but that's also a thing that coaches right. don't like. And that's, that's the thing I wanted to jump no, into. No, they can't. This Zach, is, uh, Emory, this, Emory Jones. Is it, just Emory is it Jones. one, this no, is one Emory. year, though, and then you got to graduate? and then No, you, can you know, you transfer. can keep transferring. Emory Jones sure. just left. Uh, he left in 2020 from Florida. He went to Arizona State, and now he's at Cincinnati. 
This really? is three years yeah, in a row. Transfer this is what I think. This is what I think the playoffs is going to fix. If you're if you're expanding the playoffs, because what do these players want to do ultimately? They want to win. Right. That, uh, you win comment. games. Yeah. You're you're able to compete for playoff spots. You're able to compete for championship games. Down. That's what it I doesn't think matter. Disagree. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's watered down. The, the The point of college football is to get them to the NFL. So we're gonna have like March Madness. Yeah, that's pretty much what it. Yeah, that's pretty much what it ended no. up being like. No, you're gonna it's, see. It's uh, not gonna water it down. It's not gonna water it down. I'll tell you why. Because the guys that get recruited to these schools, right, and they end up stacking. Like in Bama, they'll have like four guys back to back to back. They're all five stars, and that guy. That bottom guy is still a five-star prospect, the best from his high school ever, right? And he's not going to play for three years. Now that guy can go to a mid-major school, a smaller school, and still have a shot at national championship. You're not going to well, see the effect right even, away. Not even well, just you're not going to see the effect right away, but give it four or five years, you're going to start seeing an eight seed have a chance, a legitimate chance at a national championship. Once but that's when you're going to get your flu going there. You're gonna get what your you flukes mean? too. We're gonna get your like Cincinnati. You're gonna get your West Alabama. But you State. get that in the NFL. You get that in the NFL. You're true. It's any given Sunday too. But I do think it could water it down. TCU could have been a fluke, but here's the thing: now that TCU made it, now they're gonna be able. It's gonna help their recruiting because marketing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Someone saw that TCU just made the national championship, a team that hasn't made it since what the 30s. And you have a chance there now. Now you have a chance there because they made it. They're going to start next year higher ranked. So now prospects are going to want – you know, these, these high school prospects are going to want to go there. Can I add this, though? It'll work Can I add if this? the teams aren't getting blown out in that championship game. Can I add this, though? don't get blown out. Well, I'm sorry, but, George, but Georgia's been building for the last five years. <laughs> can I add this if I can? So yeah. and I guess I'll combine everything that we've talked about like over the last five minutes with the NIL, too. What that's going to take, so you, you use TCU as an example. I think it's a great example because it's a smaller school and it's in DFW. It's going to take from a local level, you're going to need local companies, small businesses to provide the NIL love and the sponsorship deals. And I think being successful helps that. And that is what brings in recruiting classes now. That's what that's how you're getting other schools that are bringing in these great athletes. is because the local sponsorships companies are able to front these NLA deals to these athletes. So I agree with you in that sense because now, because TCU has been such a big spot, and look at the marketing. They were just in the national championship. More companies are willing to invest. More players are willing to come there because there's more NIL money on the table. So that's what I think. The problem is they still was named. Some places don't have that money, and they can't guarantee it, though. That is very true. The situation with with Florida is we had a quarterback who came out, um, uh, Rashada. Damn it. Forgetting his last name. The quarterback, right? But yeah. yeah, the quarterback, and he ended up uh, leaving because he was promised, I guess, a five hundred thousand um, nil deal, and was like it wasn't. Uh, no, it ended up being like five hundred thousand, and it was supposed to add up a cumulum over the years, um, and it, it ended up not working out, and so he asked out of his uh, nil uh, nli, and so. That was just um, one of those things that happened where these sponsors may think they're going to have that money, and it's not necessarily something that's coming out in cash. And so it, it it's also going to become a big deal where players are going to end up leaving for money or money that they don't get. So it'll be one of those things, but I, I think it definitely has, has uh, leveled out the playing field a lot from bigger schools that can get better guys. Now we so. and I, we also understand that it's not going to affect – the smaller, smaller schools. There's a lot no, of smaller schools that are not a disadvantage. I don't think it does at all. I think, oh. I mean, I don't think it really changes them. I think they're just going to stay put where they are. 
it's either. I think who it's going to help. It's going to help these other teams that have never make it to the college football playoffs, mainly because uh, of these damn votes that happen, man. I think it's going to hurt the smaller schools because they can't offer NIL money. But at the same time, they're going to get all the transfers, the transfer kids. So they're going to have the ability to, you know, build a program right. with that, older with older transfer players. No, and now when you look at it in that aspect, giving yeah, them the offer opportunity to play in the, the college football playoff. But like at the same time, there's a give and take to this. I think it really hurts like your your non power five schools. You know, besides like the Big Ten and the SEC, who's always going to have that money due to due to TV deals, all the other conferences in football, in my opinion, are kind of on the outside looking in. Even the ACC has been around forever because I would say not necessarily because kids are still going to like you only can have so many kids at one school, right. so there'll still be that trickle down effect where it's like, okay, well, like like look at Alabama this past season. I want to say they just got like four or five four-star and five-star defensive tackles and defensive ends. Yep. They all went to Alabama. A right. lot of these guys are not going to play. They're going to be like, okay, where else can I go? Oh, wait, well, I'm not going to go to Florida because they just got TJ Searcy and they just got um, – uh, oh, God damn it, forget my other guy's name. Um, but another D-tackle, and they're like, okay, well, they're loaded up there. Yeah. So maybe but- let me go try. let me go try Louisville. I, I, I go to Colorado with Coach Prime. Like. Yeah, exactly. So it's like they're still going to find other schools to go to. So I don't think it's going to be watered down as people think it will be. I think we'll see a lot more flux of talent either going to bigger schools and then you'll see a lot of the three- and four-star players that don't really get noticed go to other schools. And maybe their school might not be as talented as those big-name schools, but they'll still be noticed to go to NFL teams. Yeah, I agree. that'll be the, the overall talent will be better from across the nation if you yeah if that's if that's what we're talking about yeah hundred percent you know from west coast to east coast the talent will be better but if we're talking from a, a pure like in my opinion from a pure football standpoint like dog eat dog best man win it's big ten <laughs> sec and everything else is doesn't matter. I just th- I, mean, I think I think it's going to allow college football to be more competitive as a whole. Uh, that's 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 it. I know some of these smaller schools are going to it's it's going to hurt them financially, but at the same time, as a whole, I think it's just going to make college football more enjoyable to watch. I'm that guy that I can't watch that much of college football because if I turn a game on and I see 62 to nothing, or I see 62 to three, or 62 to seven, whatever it is, which is the majority of these scores, I don't want to watch that game. That game's boring to me unless it's the Indianapolis Colts doing it to the New England Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just never I don't want to I don't want to watch that on a Saturday. And it's hard. Like I've never I've when I was growing up, when I was little, I was a Florida Gators fan. The only reason I was a Florida Gators fan was because it was the first football game I played on PlayStation when I was eight years old, and I picked the Gators because I liked the colors. But then I grew up to like Penn State, and then I stopped. Like I, I just. The Jerry Sandusky thing happened. So then it's ever since I just don't have a college team. And it's hard to follow a college team because let's say I'm like, oh, I like Georgia because I do like Georgia, but I'm not going to be like, I'm a Georgia fan, if that makes sense. I respect it. I totally agree. That's that's why it's been tough for me to stick to college football for a while here. And I'm only getting more tied into it now just because I've started following more. um, But I have like the opposite standpoint where – I've been obsessed with college football for years, like 
the NFL is the newer thing to me, I guess. I mean, I've followed the NFL for the past 10 whatever years, but college football has always been my thing, right? And now it's cool because, like, you get to see the guys that you watched in college and the guys you fanboyed over or whatever, and then they all go to these different – like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, I get to watch those guys. I don't give a shit about those teams, right? But I get to watch, like, the Bengals and watch my old quarterback, my old wide receiver, dot people up. Like, it's, it's cool when you get that fulfillment of, like, knowing those guys made it all the way. I hate that because a lot of Gators went to the Patriots. So I, I <laughs> always hated that. Man. Yep. I had to watch that. <clears throat> I grew up in uh, Big Ten country. So, like, I've always seen it with, like, two two running backs, a fullback, and tight ends and fat offensive linemen everywhere. So, like, to me, it hasn't changed. And I'm hey, the, they, exact op- the exact they were, opposite. They were just guarding that meth, man. We know. Right. I get it. I'm the, I'm the exact opposite. That's in cornfields, baby. <laughs> I grew up in a football first before really college ball. I didn't get into college ball until, like, I went through a high school experience. And, you know, I saw my quarterback who ended up committing to Notre Dame and then going to 100 different schools. Um once I saw him go through that process, that's when I really got into college football. And I was all like, oh, that's cool. It's a good football. I was, Cole I, was, football. I, was, I, was, I was always NFL. And then just this uh, this past year was probably the most college football I watched. Oh, hi, Mass Mom. <laughs> <laughs> this past year was probably the most college football I watched when I saw Max Duggan play that first game I watched. And I was just like, my God, I like this guy. I just dog. watched him. Yeah, and I just watched him. That's me when it comes to college football. I'll get hooked onto a player, and I'll just watch a for good that story. player. Yeah, yeah, I'll just watch for that player. That's I it. I don't me. care about the team. I don't care about anything. I just want to see the player. That's it. That's what I did with Timothy Tebow and my boy Johnny Manziel. So, yeah, I used to watch in high school. I did watch uh, West Virginia University, and Ooh. the reason the it reason I watched when they had Pat White and Pat Steve White. Slayton. Steve, and Steve Slayton. Slayton. So Steve Slayton's uh, mom – worked with my stepmom and I actually played pickup football with him as a kid and he was a good friend of mine and a friend of the family so just watching him play it was was pretty awesome and then I hated that he got drafted to the the Texans but yeah I used to watch them and root for them all the time yeah see me it was uh it started in, in uh when I wanted to choose a college to go to I wanted to go to Florida I want to go to the other side of the country and see what that I was wanted to like. play for the Gators, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to be a Gator. I was following everything at least from when Tebow got there, and uh, that was my school, man. And I I just stuck with it ever since. It was my guys. I remember watching them win the national championship with Chris Leak, uh, mm-hmm. right the same year we won the Super Bowl. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too bad they uh, stink now. I'm a hurricane yeah. fan. Um, I like how I like how Miami. I like how Miami. I like what Miami produces. I'm not gonna lie, I like Like, what Miami produces. They produce some some secret talent. Yeah, but they were kid when I saw them lose, in quote, to the Ohio State on on that fake PI that wasn't real. But you know, (laughs) it is what it is. But since then, yeah, since then they were. uh, Yeah, what was that? They uh, they beat Florida State. Literally beat Florida State, and they took Florida State in that back in the BCS point system. Whenever they used yeah. that, yeah. Miami was Miami was undefeated, beat Florida State, and they made Florida State the national champs. Explain that to me. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's my whole life. Hurricane football is, is what it's about. I, 
I think that was the, one of the major points as to why when I was younger, I didn't watch college football. I think that was part of the reason why I didn't get into it was because I was like, you don't even play a national championship game. It just, (laughs) you get announced as national champions after all the games are over and it was dumb. The BCS era was terrible. I think, I think they've got it right now. And I think they're only getting it better with uh, the expanded playoff. Didn't Utah end up winning a national championship in 04 from that too? Or they didn't or 04, 05, Alex Smith. Do they ever get counted for that? Cause I know they claim it. They claim it as a national championship at Utah. I don't know. I don't know, but I know that we're looking at a Utah quarterback, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Utah State, bro. The one Utah time State. I wasn't being sarcastic. Yeah. Bro, I thought you were being so sarcastic, and so yeah, I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, my goodness, this is terrible. But, hey, we're meeting with Will Levis, you know, DeMarco's favorite. Hey, let's – we got a lot of comments going on. Yeah, I was here. just about to say, so Jordan uh, Jordan had to come in here. You said uh, – How far uh, you want me to go up? Um, just a Jordan Kibbe's comment right under the uh, – uh, right there about uh, I've got some stories I've read which made me look into a scenario. Um, I believe he's talking about for our quarterback situation. Jordan, you still got to uh, talk to Matt and, and chop it up so we can get you as a um, guest on the show at some point. Yeah, and then, for uh, sure. Ashley has the next comment here. And uh, this is pretty much what we've been talking about is why is everyone. Put it back up there. What are you doing? Oh, you took it down. Clicked it twice. There you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I uh, said, well, why is everybody worried about drafting an OSU QB? <laughs> Look at Justin Fields on the Bears. So, actually, yeah, that's man. actually the prime example of why people don't look at quarterbacks from OSU. So, as far as they said, they said that Justin Fields couldn't really diagnose defenses, um, and he was just really athletic, and that's what really got him to that point in that position. Then you go back and you look at uh, other – real quick, Matt um, – uh, uh, guys like Dwayne Haskins who weren't really successful in the NFL. And then you just keep going through the Ohio state um, lineage of quarterbacks who came into the NFL and haven't had success. And people just, they take any little slice of fear and they turn it into this big thing on social media. And that's the problem we have with our platforms. Go ahead, Matt. You want to chime in on that one? I'll say two things to answer what he just said. One, I like Justin Fields. Yes. Absolutely, Absolutely love Justin Fields. I think that dude is the only reason that Chicago has been afloat. Two, Absolutely. Dwayne Haskins had all the potential but went to Washington. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. I liked I liked Dwayne Haskins coming out of college. A lot of these Ohio State guys just didn't get, you know, they didn't get the cards that they should have gotten. They went to places that they shouldn't have gone. Chicago is not a place for quarterbacks. See, Washington is not a place for quarterbacks. Yeah, yep, that brings me to um, hold on, hold on, hold on, Zach first. Yeah, yeah, Zach first. Say, that's where that's where I disagree. Like, oh, I think. Oh, I mean, I agree with Justin Fields, but oh. I also actually, like, I actually thought like if Justin Fields went to any other team except Chicago, he would be way better off. Be yeah, people yeah, are, people are pretty pissed that he didn't go to New England instead of yeah. yeah. Did I say? Like, did I say the opposite? I no, know, that's, that's no, I'm re- I'm reiterating. Okay. Like Chicago no, he was just the, pointing out like the same thing, just a little right. Chicago is the, in my opinion, was the worst place he could go, like the worst hand he was dealt. And you see what he's done there. He literally, I know he's they won still three games. Yeah, I know they won three games, but like even the games they lost, they lost by like six less than ten points half the time. Facts. With with so, not uh, with not a great defense, right? Yeah. They got so, that Eberflux defense over there, and it's not that good. 
So well, they also have no talent over there. Like there's right. there's no big right. name players in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ Moore now. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not anymore. I mean, they got. Talent. I mean, yeah, they're they're doing it now, <laughs> but it's easy to do when you have all this cap space because you don't pay anybody and all the draft picks because well, you suck. Well, see, they kind of did it the right way as far as this year building around him, yeah. but last year they kind of like threw it at him like, hey, we want you to 100%. prove you can be this guy instead of just providing him with the weapons first before saying yeah. that. Right. And it's like, and look, I think at like he the situation, look at the situation last year with Jalen Hurts. So not this past sure. year's Super Bowl run, but the year before. They said, Jalen Hurts, you're going to be our guy. Take us there. But we're going to give you an offensive line that can at least protect you to be able to show us what you can do. Right. The case with Justin Fields was they just said, hey, go play with DeMarco, Matt, Trev, and, and Damon being your offensive line and everybody in the comments is your wide receivers <laughs> like and, and go see what you can do. You still ran real. for a thousand like, exactly so that's pretty much how they yeah. treated them i did want to say real quick there was a quote that somebody had said that 90 percent of quarterbacks that are drafted into the nfl are failed rather than developed and that yeah. is that is that's what nice. happens 90 percent of the time is when we take guys they just throw them out to the wolves and they never get developed and they fail I agree. I agree. I, I, I just, man, I hate when players go to certain teams. Like, here's the thing. No matter who goes to Houston, I don't know how well that team, how well they're going to be developed. And the only reason, I, I mean, DeMarco, DeMarco uh, what's his name? D'Amico Ryan? Yeah. D'Amico Ryan. I feel like wish I, I wish I was the head coach over there. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, a head coach as a defensive coordinator should not be drafting a quarterback first, right? That's just, that's just my opinion. Um, when you go to hire a head coach and your offense is your struggle, you need to go get an offensive coach. Like we have a, we are in a prime position with Shane. Agreed. And Shane is an offensive minded guy. So the head coach is going to focus on the offense. They're going to develop that quarterback. D'Amico is going to draft whoever, and it's going to be whoever his offensive coordinator is. Somebody out here might know. Um, they are going to be the ones that are going to be focusing development on that quarterback, which is going to lack. Yeah, and, and, to, prove a, yeah, and to prove a point that you make there, anytime that you see a defensive coach successful um, as a head coach is usually when a veteran quarterback is in the equation. Um, you think about Denver with Peyton Manning. You think about Atlanta with Dan Quinn. Um, anytime you see those, those those defensive coaches usually succeed, um, it's because they already have a baller offense to go off of. So I, I really do agree with you. Um, and, and not to kind of backtrack here, um, but back to the Ohio State point, um, I think there's maybe a level of rawness that, that's into the equation as well with these guys coming up from Ohio State. Um, and, and that could be in the developmental aspect of Ohio State as well. Um, but that's not to take away from the player. Um, I think it has to do with the development in general that DeMarco brought up as well. Um, you saw Joe Burrow transfer. Uh, I think Justin Fields came out really raw. I think he could maybe even stayed another year if he yeah. needed to because uh, we didn't see the best of Justin Fields passing until the back half of that season. We start playing those bowl games. He got banged up, started throwing the ball down the field a little bit. Um, so I could get that argument there. But, yeah, but I, I how think much of that is the Urban Meyer option offense? That's right. what I'm trying to add, though. That's what I'm trying right. to add in there, too. It's a product right. you know, you know, product of the environment as well. Tebow so, starred in that offense. Just want to say that. Oh, Trevor Lawrence correct. is terrible in it. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, because it's not, of so, so, so it's at a pro like, level? <laughs> it's just like it's just like what Shane Steichen said. You need to build your system around your guy. You can't sit there and keep trying to make your guy fit your system. 
And I think that was the problem that we see with a lot yeah. of guys, whether they be NFL or college. It's too many times it's like, hey, this is my system. And this is what I want you to fit in. Instead of an offensive coordinator expanding their mind to fit any quarterback that they're going to find because different skill sets can win you plenty of games. Yeah. And For dude, example, Andrew Luck in the Indianapolis Colts. If you watched him in Stanford, the way he played in Stanford was not the way he played in Indy. He was forced to play that way in Indy. Mm-hmm. He yeah. didn't play that way in Stanford. Not not at all. I remember going back and watching him in Stanford, and he did not play that way at all. And Zach, Dude. if I know, they had a really old school offense there there in in Stanford, didn't they? They ran the ball up. They ran like they did exactly. Play at, Har- play. They did exactly what Jim Harbaugh does in Michigan now. I formation, two tight ends, a fullback, heavy play action. You know, run the ball on, you know, the first two downs, play action pass on third down, and then punt. Like, was this Frank Reich? Yeah. No, no, that's yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's the play the action with a screen. That's that's the system that Aaron Rodgers will look like with the Jets this year. If he that is little, literally, it's like, it's like literally, hey, we're going to put an elite quarterback in this simple system and run that. Yeah, that's what me, they did at Stanford. Everything he brought to yeah. the NFL with Kaepernick, Luck didn't do any of that when he went to Stanford, when he was at Stanford, like I do believe if they, if the Colts used luck like Kaepernick, he probably would have been more successful. But at the same time, I feel like luck was set up to fail because his first offensive coordinator was Bruce Arians. And if you know anything about Bruce Arians offense, it is every, every pass is a seven step drop and it's all from shotgun. When you have a terrible offensive line and no run game, that's why he gets killed. Yeah, I, I want to backtrack for just a sec because we were talking about uh, making the system fit the quarterback rather than the quarterback fit the system. Bro, the best example of this, in my opinion, is what freaking Baltimore did for Lamar Jackson, right? If they didn't build it around him, if they said, hey, Lamar, you're going to be Joe Flacco and you're going to play the same fucking way that Joe Flacco did, he wouldn't have made it two years in the NFL. But because they let him be himself, that's why he's been the MVP. That's why he's been a dog. Yeah, but that, that's why they're not going to pay him because they built that system around him. And now he's got injuries because of it, and they're cheap, and they don't want to pay him. But I don't know if that I mean, system necessarily was in this was in the sex. Uh, I don't know if that system allowed him to succeed either. At the same time, confusing where you're not, trying to go with that. It did not allow him to succeed. That. They didn't I just, put weapons around him, but at the same time, like forced him to be a runner and then right. try to be a passer rather than be a passer and try to run. Yeah, that's that's my that's my exact point. I guess I was trying to make too, Demarco. I agree with you 100. Uh, percent And and Greg Roman, I think was was idolized really well for that first season. But after that, or first and second season, because first season they got beat up pretty bad uh, by Philip. I think I think Philip Rivers, right in the in the Chargers that that first round. Um, but that second season is when he hit his MVP season. And post that point, I mean, it's just the the tight end dumps, the, the double op, triple option at times. So. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's why I think Lamar could even succeed in any system. That's just my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I was just about to say that that the credit that was given to Greg Roman should have been uh, given to Lamar Jackson because that showed his development as a passer. Because if you look at his stats each and every season, he got better, but their system stayed stagnant. And all the success that was attributed to Greg Roman was really just Lamar Jackson being that good. Yeah. So I want I want I want to comment on that too because all Baltimore did was take away Lamar's weapons. That exactly my That's point. That's all they all did. Them. They they didn't Other build than a tight end. What did they give him? They gave him no. nothing. They gave him nothing. a tight end, and they tried to act like they added Marquise Brown Holly, and some older weapons. Hollywood, Hollywood Brown is a stud. 
I mean, he's a is stud, he? but he didn't fit what 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 Greg Roman was trying to do in the passing game. But he you weren't fit. using. I mean, he's it's a, it's like it's, it's like it was like. Though. Yeah, it's no, he is. He is, but like it's like playing Madden and you just run go routes eighty percent right. of the game. Eventually, the the, the computer is just gonna pick that pick your shit off. It's like you can't just sit here and run a guy on go routes. Like run him some slants, give him some deep posts, give him some 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 like some out routes, give him something. Like their route tree was not expansive yeah. at all. It wasn't and go for their. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Damon. Well, and, and if you go watch the the the, the Lamar highlights, if, if you watch any ball that he did launch deep, that guy was open twenty to thirty yards because defenses are lined up to protect the line of scrimmage and five to t- ten yards out for an option. So you go watch these plays whenever Lamar actually laid, laid the ball out there, and and Rashad Bateman is thirty yards open, crochet thirty yards open. None of these balls are contested because they're just simply protecting the line of scrimmage. So I, I don't think Lamar was set Lamar. to succeed at all. Yep, that offense was Lamar, and they didn't treat him as a passer. But I want to respond to this one where Chad says, but we can't afford Lamar Jackson. And I don't think you're correct on that one at all because Lamar Jackson has put out there that he doesn't, he's not asking for guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. He's he's asking for what he's worth, which is more than yeah. to me, three years and 133 mil. So whatever they offered him is, is, is crap. Yeah. He's worth more than yeah. that. He's worth more than that. Way more. And, and to me, and to me, and to me, you can offer him a contract where, hey, this year, man, we need to kind of, Keep it a little low, but as the years go on, you're going to get paid more. You're going to yeah, get paid more, be, uh, and in the, and in the long run, you're going to make your two hundred, your two twenty, your two forty, or whatever you want to make. But this year, you're not gonna, you're not going to make the big chunk of it because we got to prepare to build around you to make this team a Super Bowl <laughs> contender. If you know how to pitch it, <laughs> you can make it work. And exactly. And we got to be honest, like players know to be honest with themselves for a market. It's just like the Odell Beckham thing where people were talking about he was asking for 20 mil a year. Even if he did ask for it, it doesn't matter. He's just putting a number out there to see what teams are offering him. And if you're going to offer him four million dollars, he's going to tell you, yeah, OK, I didn't I didn't think 20 mil might have been my I mean, market. I'm going to put it out there to see who will accept it. And if like not, me. I'm going to gauge my market and see where it's at. But I know $4 million is not what I'm willing to accept. The same thing with Lamar Jackson. And if you give Lamar Jackson a number, just like Chad said there, um, but isn't he tagged and Baltimore can match it, right? Like, you throw out that number. The problem with teams is, is when they throw out that number, they're cash-strapped to him until Baltimore matches or for the next, I want to say, five days, I believe it was, until a deal is made. Here's, here's the thing with that, too, though. But Lamar has made it known that he's not going to play in Baltimore. Yeah, he, no he, he No, he does have a choice, just like Deshaun Watson had a choice, just like any other guy who sits until they leave. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, all those guys who had sat until they left. He has that choice. Yeah, but no players. And now, and now, and now they're paying Lamar. Ja- yes, they did. Lamar Jackson can sit all season and get paid 32 mil. Did he sign the, the tag, though? No, you, you sign don't it. sign this one. You don't sign this one. It's a non-exclusive tag. Yeah, He's on the tag. I mean, And he, he will make 32 mil whether he plays or sits. And he had made it known he does not want to play for Baltimore. No, so they, take Baltimore. That money still. they take that money still. If he doesn't play, they take that money still. They, it's a new uh, rule inside the NFL, the, the, um, the agreement that they made, that if he doesn't play, they take that money and it doesn't get – Back to them like it used to with the old rules. 
So if so, he leaves, they still keep the th- they still have to get that thirty two mil becomes dead dead cap. Correct. Yes. That's right, yeah. Marco. Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, so, so but he either, still either has still, to play or has to leave. But still, it's all on him. I mean, even though yeah. they gave him the non exclusive tag, he still holds all the cards. He still has the advantage because he's ultimately the talent. Yeah, exactly. Unless they match, they can choose yeah. to match because what uh, they're, they're and if GM they do, then he can that, sit. Yeah, their GM said that they don't know if what he's asking for was an anomaly for what um, Deshaun Watson got, or is that where this is trending? And that's why they put the exclusive tag to see if another team will basically do the work for them and get a deal done. They can match this. This is wrong, Chad. I thought it was Baltimore. Baltimore only offered him 133. They didn't offer him 250. They offered him three years, 133 mil. I believe that was like 40 mil. No, fully guaranteed. So yeah, fully guaranteed, but it was 40 mil a year. No, it was yeah. uh, it was 175, 133 guaranteed fully. Oh, there it was. Is what the deal was, but he was like three years, 133 million guaranteed. That's not what. He's yeah. Looking. No, he was he wasn't offered 250. He, if he, he was offered 250. He, he would have resigned. Exactly. He wants learn long term stability, and guaranteed. That's what Lamar is. Looking. I mean, front off professional sports front offices are by far the best financial professionals in the world. They can find a way to make a contract work in any sport. <laughs> so I don't, I would never say that they, if you can't afford them, you can't afford them, but what people don't realize is these, these general managers and that side of things, they are not the ones that are like, all right, we're going to offer you this amount on this amount of years. They have, a whole, guy. they have a whole yep. financial department. That's like, Hey, we can afford this. Send him this. See what he says about this, and then they'll be like, "No, we need to, we need to renegotiate." So then the GM's like, "Hey, well, they want to renegotiate," and then another guy is like, "Oh, well, let me do the numbers." Yeah, and a good a good thing to watch for that guys, if y'all are interested in anything like that, go watch uh, with the next pick last year. I think the second episode when they talk about that, you actually get to meet the guy who does that for the Colts, and you get to see, you get to see that whole team um, and Chris and him negotiating as well as to like what exactly the Colts can do. So if when it comes down to it, Chris is not even involved in the cap at all. It's really just a whole separate team and finance that lets them know, hey, this is what you get this year. This is what you get out of it. If you want to wiggle a little bit, we can do this too. Correct, because general managers are not <laughs> they're not there to be financial mongols or whatever, right? They didn't go to school for finance. They went to school or they, you know, they they were developed as a as a player evaluator. That is what a general manager is. The guy is as as equipped to know football as a head coach. That's what a general manager is. They've either coached, they've played, whatever. They know the football, they know the game just as well as the head coach. And their, their whole job is to find the people for it not do the financial part of it. So when people yep. are like, oh, well, that GM just overpaid him. No, he didn't. He he went off of what his whole financial crew had offered. And if I'm not mistaken, front office reports directly to the owner. So I guess, and the person who's in charge of that for the Colts is Kalen, isn't it, if I'm not mistaken? So they yeah, report they, directly they to Kalen. The, yeah. they, the, they get the approval to offer that money before they even do that. Yep. Yeah, yeah and, and they do it here. And it's the whole thing. It's like uh, a... It's, it's like a whole thing too. It's not just like, oh, let's pay this guy this because we have it. It's a whole. They have a whole 
algorithm that they use on value and and need and on all that type of shit. Yep. It's crazy. Like whatever they do, it's it's way above my head. Sorry, Marco, go ahead. Never mind. I, I I figured it out. I saw it in here in the comments. Uh, Jordan and um Jordan and Chad were basically having a conversation about what Baltimore would get uh, for compensation for Lamar, and they they were having a conversation. I saw the comment. They don't uh, get both. Uh, that's what I where I was lost at. But I, I, I caught up to it. But yeah, I mean, like Jordan said right there in the last comment here, he says losing two first round picks for an MVP is uh, it especially because we want him, uh, we want to use that first this year on a QB. Like it, it pretty much that just Heck. sums it up itself. Like you get an MVP player, you don't have to worry about him coming off of missed missed season, uh, missed time, anything like that, and you get a proven star. I'll put it like this. We trade two first rounds. We trade this year's first round. We trade next year's first round. Yep. I'm going to say if even if we drafted our quarterback, and let's say that quarterback was successful, let's say, and I'm going to use Will Levis as an example because I just want to get under DeMarco's skin. Let's say Will Levis gets us to the playoffs. Chris Ballard feels successful. It's about a 98% chance that Chris Ballard's going to trade out of the first round next year anyway. I mean, he wins seven games. Chris Ballard is successful. Yeah, that, you see what I'm saying, though. Either way, if Chris Ballard feels comfortable with who's that quarterback, what's he going to do? He's going to trade out of the first round. That's what he's going to do. He's going to gather more picks. He's going to pick more guys up later on in the draft. So, what if you grab an MVP quarterback with the first round, first round pick this year and next year? Now you ain't got to worry about all that. And an offensive guru. Who just who just had the NFL leading the league in rushing touchdowns, and he got Jonathan Taylor, um, and y'all know how I feel about it. I think we need to go grab a second back. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. It's another another story the same for another thing. day. Another I story for another day. Thing. I, I, Zach Moss used to, garbage time yards, but um, yeah. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. My opinion, but <laughs> yeah, he kept he kept the run game going when when JT was out. I mean, it wasn't what JT would put put up, but but I mean, yeah, JT's uh, generational. Yeah, JT is, is the Andrew Luck of running backs. Exactly, Jordan. I mean, imagine being a imagine being an opposing defense, and you're lined up against Jonathan Taylor and Lamar Jackson. Both those guys can go for five to ten yards a carry. <laughs> That's a yeah. hell of a running backfield. And then all MPJ has to do is run slants all I day. Mean, That's it. And I mean, I know, I know, this is so far fetched and and, and Madden like, and I hate to even throw out a fantasy like this, but we grab a guy like a Jameer Gibbs, and now you got the option for a triple option, and you got capable tight ends. I mean, I know it doesn't sound realistic, but it very is. It very much is a realistic option at that point. But um, yeah, and I just want to kind of, I guess, Matt and Demarco, we we kind of talked about this two episodes ago. Compensation for Lamar, it does not have to be two first-round picks. It has to be a compensation that's agreed upon with two teams, but the minimum. If an agreement cannot be made, is two first round picks correct? Either way, that's a steal. Yeah, yeah. Either so way, we, that's a steal. So we could say, hey, you get, our, you get our fourth and DeForest Buckner. I'm just saying, Buckner. I know we're not trading. Oh, whoa, we don't whoa, want whoa, to. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hear me out. But hear me out. I'm just saying. For example, we could say first. I'll throw someone different out there. First yeah, round, Jack Leonard. First one is Jack Leonard, and they can go. Okay, this works for us. So we send that, and then in a, it's a sign and trade because we would also negotiate a contract in the process of the exchange. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Correct. Which is hey, why I would be all for just being like, hey, you give us two first, we'll take Lamar Jackson. I feel like that's a damn steal. It's crazy yeah. the fact that. It is a steal. Instead of yeah. giving them. Instead of giving them would even think to, to let this situation come to this. Yeah. Instead of, instead of giving them 
instead of giving them a first and and to and the forest or shack i'd rather just give them the two first to be completely honest exactly because uh, at that point a, yeah when you compare to a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson, where you're giving up five picks and like a player or two, it's yeah. like we get them for two first and we instead just of, pay them. Like yeah, that's instead, instead of trade instead of trading, you know, DeForest or Shaq, who are proven talents to should have went first round. Which DeForest we can count as a first round pick for us, and and Shaq, who was went in the second, who played as a first, you know, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I'd rather just trade that first than lose those two guys. That's just me. Yeah, Ashley. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Matt. No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, Ashley, uh, Chris Rodriguez Jr. would not work. He's a downhill back who lacks any sort of agility. Um, that guy is a A to B runner. He'll run you over in a heartbeat. Is that, isn't that the guy that ran the four three? No, he's no, Kentucky. He's from Kentucky. He, he's from Kentucky. He was a guy oh. that. He's a guy that built Will Levis out of third down scenarios. That's what he was. Yeah, that's the guy that ran a four three. No, Chris Rodriguez not run a. I don't think he ran a four three, bro. If I'm, he did, I'm, if he did, if he did, I humbly apologize. But I'm he, he's almost a, positive that's the dude. He was hurt the first because he was man. He was he was supposed to be the best running back in college football or was was potential to this last year, and he ended up getting hurt. I don't think he ended up coming back to like third or fourth week down the road. He I ran a four three. Blown out versus Tennessee. Yeah, he ran a okay. He must have ran a fourth. Oh no, said no, no. He ran a. Uh, looks yeah. like they there's some confusion. It was a four four, and a four five. Okay, never mind. I thought yeah. somebody said four three. I thought I heard. He's a, uh, Charbonnet would be a good one, Jordan. That that guy's a from Michigan, UCLA. Yeah, uh, UCLA. Yeah, yeah. It was a Michigan transfer to UCLA. Yeah, transfer. Yeah. That dude's a brawl. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course, that's against Pac-12 defenses, <laughs> and they're paper thin at 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 front seven. So right. <laughs> but I mean, all in all, whatever the direction Indianapolis takes, whether it's Lamar, whether it's everyone's least favorite quarterback in the draft, Will, or if it's, you know, Bryce Young or CJ, I feel like the plan is, you know, to build the team properly. I think, do think weight drafting a running back is a waste. Like there's yeah. no need, no sense. But um, I'll even I'll even bring this one up because I'm all right with this idea, and I said it earlier. Nobody responded probably because it was like 4:30 in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> Sorry, I was Zach, in the yeah. <laughs> yeah, Why are you up that early Zach, on Saturday, Zach? You hey. should, Zach, you and Matt both 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Dude, I'm up <laughs> like Monday, <laughs> Monday through Friday. I'll be like, God damn, I'll be like, I missed the whole conversation. Bro, bro, like, so, like, so, so hold on, Monday through Friday, I wake up at 3 a.m. and go to the gym. Same. On Saturday, I sleep in an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Saturday, I wake up at 4.30 and I go to the gym. That's why me and Zach don't play Xbox anymore, or Matt don't play Xbox anymore. He goes, bro, we played till midnight, and I had to wake up at 7 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday, hey, and I was like, hey, all right. If you want to get some Call of Duty tonight, we can get some Call of Duty tonight. That's up to you, bro. <laughs> well, go ahead what you were saying, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. You don't want no Call of Duty then. All right, I got you. <laughs> we, we'll be on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I don't have no gym on Sundays. It's my rest day. But I said it this morning. Uh, what's his name? Peter? Um, Skoronsky. 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 What Dog, he's we... trash. What? From, what? from Northwestern, he's a guard. You're high. Dude, there's no way he's no, playing he's not. tackle. He's there's not no a guard. There's no way he's playing tackle in the league. No. He's not a guard. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Zach, so you're telling me 
He's not a guard. against every scout, every pro analyst, everybody who has rated this guy as the best offensive lineman in this draft. That Slater dude was better than him, 100%. No. Nope. No, 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 hold on. You can't go back and say Slater. I'm talking about this year in the draft. Oh. He's rated as the best offensive lineman this year. He's rated higher than Osiris no. Torrance. Yeah, You're saying no, he's bro. a guard? That kid listen, from, or the kid from listen, Ohio State's better. Wait, listen, I go to the gym. At, when I first wake up, I go to the gym mm. and I watch videos and I watch football on the toilet before I go work out. You're and talking Peter, at four. He, he's he's down. This dude is a – this dude, every clip I've seen was him at left tackle, and not one person was getting past him. Not yeah, one. Northwestern's so trash, it's hard to find any quality. I don't care. The man yeah, was, but are you saying the Northwestern is trash, or are you saying Skoronsky is trash? Yeah, there's a difference. I don't think, think Skoronsky is as good as the Slater kid was who came out of Northwestern last That's year. That's fair. I agree that part is fair, but you said, no, he's a guard and he's trash. I think he's I'm a guard. I'm just trying to clarify. I don't, I don't think his I'm, arms are long enough to play tackle in the league. I'm just, I'm just saying this. I'm all right with taking him at number four and going ahead and grabbing some one of these later quarterbacks. I'm fine Hook, with that. Hooker, Hooker, Duggan. Duggan should be number one for me. It's going to be number one for me. No matter where he goes, I'm getting his jersey. Um, Bennett. Nope. Yeah, I'd get him too. I don't care. His his combine was good. He was a good quarterback. He's just Wait, old. Jordan and, and just like y'all have argued against me before, <laughs> I've argued against it numerous times. But here's the thing. These 25-year-old quarterbacks are going to play until they're 40 to 45 anyway. So we can still get 15 years out of them, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever. Right. Um, so if they're that good, if we get if we get that left tackle – to guard that blind side, that guy's gonna play 15, 20 years. Because I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When I was watching Peter, I was like, my God, he's blocking. Never mind, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. But so what's he's, he's he's a stud. That dude is probably one of the best left tackles I've seen in a long time. Yeah, so I, from, I think that kid from Ohio State's better. Hold on, hold on. What's up? I Go ahead. You said quarterback at four. I, yeah, I that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I, and, and I agree. I, I'm just I, saying, I would, if we I went cry that myself to sleep on Thursday, and I probably wouldn't watch no more of the draft. I'm, I'm just saying, if, if, <laughs> no, if, we, if we don't take no quarterback in the first round, if that was I'm if that was the there. guy we went, if that was the guy we went, I, I'd go that way. At, okay, 100. So what about we go get my boy in the draft, Will Anderson at four? What if he's there? What if Jordan, like, Jordan says you sprint that pickup at four? Hell yeah. I'm yeah, taking Jordan I mean, Anderson over any quarterback in this draft. But here's Will my Anderson. thing. And the, and, the, and the only reason oh, and the only reason I'm okay with not taking a quarterback at four is because we're taking a guy to protect a quarterback at four. I just. To me, I've said this I know, before. I, I, all I, the, DeMarco, I know. All these I know quarterbacks here are <laughs> I feel not it. the same. I feel it. I'm just saying. What is one of our defense was top five until they got exhausted halfway through the season. Our biggest needs are on offense, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's the quarterback, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't agree. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you guys there. It's just, it's just me. That I, I can hear, see that I'm alone. I can see all your no, faces. No, 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 you're not. A, no, you're not alone because Jordan has also said Will Anderson at four if he's there. Exactly. Y'all know my opinion. Position. Y'all know what it's I brought up. Me, when I start thinking that we're not taking a quarterback being this high in the draft, my palms and my feet start sweating. Yeah, but and you it's can trade. Like, it's just like if we stress the fact that we don't get a quarterback and we sit here and go all year and we got to watch Garner Minshew 
and we got to watch Nick Foles. No, don't hate on Winston Magic. I'm not trying to hate. I'm not trying to hate, bro. But we've been spoiled with quarterbacks watching Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, and we got to sit here and keep going on with the idea that we had a chance at a at a. I guess I can't say legit quarterback, top talented quarterback in that top four, and we passed on it for whoever. Listen, yeah, as of you. as of today, as of today, it's looking like if we take a quarterback top four, it's going to be Will Levis. So I hope hey, you brace would, yourself I, I because would. you're the person on this show that hates him the most. Me and you, we got into it. <laughs> we did it. the other day. We did. <laughs> I guarantee. I, I promise you guys this. Look, if you took a, th- a thermometer and put it to my neck and you named any quarterback we were taking at number four, my temperature would drop. As soon as you name any other position, my temperature is going to – you're going to tell me to go to the hospital. So I'm telling you. I just – I just an don't, idea. I don't know. Because nah, I, I don't think necessarily that this isn't a – this is something I believe Ballard would do. Um, I think he would take top talent in the draft. So, for argument's sake, he takes Skaronsky at four or Will Anderson at four. I could very well see Ballard trading up into the twenties, into the last or last couple picks of the first round, and taking a flyer on a guy like Duggan or a flyer on a guy like McKee to get that fifth year mm-hmm. option, mm-hmm. and and to it's just an example, and to see <laughs> if they're if they're actually worth the hill of beans or not, and you know develop them properly because <laughs> to me, outside of CJ, all the rest of the QBs are mid as hell, like. You have Bryce Young, who isn't really accurate. You know, Will Levis has a cannon, and Richardson is Will Levis. So they're the same quarterback. I mean, it just Richardson has better pocket movement if I have to give everyone a positive. But that's something I could really possibly see. Ballard always going BPA and then trading back into the later half of the first round and actually getting the quarterback. That he wants, so he can have that fifth-year option if he's worth it or not. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it a point right now. Zach has gotten a lot of hate comments today in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Jordan, I don't Jordan, care. I don't think he was calling Bryce mid. I think he was saying after CJ or Bryce. Is no, much- like CJ Stroud's the best quarterback in the draft, and Bryce Young 100%. is it. Is elite accuracy, but other than that, he's mid. He's tiny. He's fucking mid. Max Duggan is the best quarterback in the draft. I don't care what anybody says. If Hendon Herker doesn't get hurt, he's going number one overall. Can't change my mind about it. I agree with that, Damon. Cannot change my mind about it. You guys know how you do, how how you make sure we we prevent all of this bullshit. We go ahead and do our do-over. Let's go. Boom, let's go. Now we're going to head back. Help me drop my temperature. Help me. Help me get back down to normal human temperature. <laughs> Jordan, we're on the same page about a lot of stuff, my friend. <laughs> so right now, guys, we're going to go ahead and do the segment of our draft that or day that we planned on doing, which is our 2020 draft do-over. And the reason we're doing this do-over is because we think that we could have solved this quarterback issue in 2020. But what the rules are, we have to keep it to where we had never seen these players play in the NFL. Hmm? We need to keep it 2020 hindsight. Oh, you guys are going to hate me then. Okay. Oh, God damn it. So, so wait, we got to think back to their college days without the NFL. 
I gotta add this though. I gotta add this though. Ugh. Honestly though, I thought Okuda was damn near the best player in the draft that season. He oh. looked good. Tonga <laughs> Viola was the truth coming out. Like yeah, he, was yeah, yeah. But, but then he had the, the hip, the hip here's surgery. The, here's the other thing: we had already traded for DeForest Buckner, so the only you know we don't start picking until the second round. Nope. Yep. Our our, so our our first pick might change when we picked MPJ. It could potentially be somebody else. It want me to give you a hint because it changed for me. It changed for me too. And I no, did it. I, I did, did it. it. Let's wait. I, I, I did it twice. Let's wait. You guys ready? Let's have fun with this. I don't know how to work this one. It's a little different, so I'm just gonna hit play. Two went first. Kinlaw still went to the Niners. Yeah, so... Uh, Justin Jefferson went to the Eagles. Trevon Diggs went to the uh, Saints. Bryce Young was not oh, drafted. Hell yeah. We have a trade offer. We got a trade offer. We have a trade offer. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Let me review it real quick. I can't see. Give me Jordan Love. We're that shit. I should Oh... But dude, nah, to be fair, that offer, that offer Zach, is trash. Zach, to be fair though, that Jordan Love, they were asking him how much he liked Elmo's steak. Now here's the thing. Now here's <laughs> Give the me thing. Jordan Love. <laughs> or Delpit, one of those Grant, two. My my boy Grant Delpit. Oh, so so me, I still went JT in in this situation. But um, JT wasn't drafted pick. here. No, no, I know he wasn't drafted here, but I was just saying I went JT with our first pick. But then I had a, I did two. So my quarterback, what I end up swapping was instead of taking JT with the 51st pick, I took two of the first time, and then I took Jalen Hurts the second time. Yeah, I'm going Jordan Love here just because every time I've done it. Hell I'm no. Taking, I'm either he taking is Glad- not going Jordan Love. I'm either taking Gladney or I'm taking Del Pitt. <laughs> so. Oh, hell no. But for the sake of the podcast and massive trolling, I want Jordan Love. Hell no! Can we filter by quarterback? What in in? Yeah, you can filter by. It. You click on it, and it'll give you. So, look, let's not let's not make this complicated, and let's go the Chris Ballard route, or not the Chris Ballard route, but let's avoid the Chris Ballard route, and let's not patch QB. You know, we need to find our long term solution. We're gonna have uh, Uncle uh, Uncle Phil at quarterback. Let's get a guy for him to mentor right now. Oh, let's yeah. just get that solved. Let's take Jordan uh, Love. In my opinion, let's take quarterback, not Jordan Love, because the guy is barely the guy has barely played any football. He was at Utah. The competition was not great. Here's our uh, and I think we got oh some good God. options. And uh, if, so let's look at this kid Eason. Right? Is there a trade this, down? This guy, this guy Eason has this big arm. But he wasn't really that great, you know? Well, hold on. Anthony Gordon, he led the league in 63 uh, touchdowns that season. And, yeah. and, and over 5,500 yards. But he was, also playing against, he was also playing against third graders at corner. Okay. So let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's remember that. So was, so was Jordan Love. So exactly. was Jordan Love. So I'm li- I, I really like this kid, Jalen Hurts, out of OU. I mean, this guy transferred from Alabama. He got benched in that game. But this guy has continued to get better. We got a dual threat quarterback here. We can start to uh, change our scheme a little bit, you know, give Frank Wright a little bit of something to work with, a little bit of something to work with, and then we can solve our backup quarterback problem there. I believe he's still pretty young. 
I'm liking I'm liking this Hurts kid there. Yeah, I like Jordan Love. I like Jalen Hurts. I like Jay, I like Jalen Hurts back in 2020. Yeah, I did as well. I think that Jordan Love kid. I think he was trash. Yeah, same. What about you, Damien? You the tiebreaker, man. Guys, there's only one logical answer here, and that's Jalen Hurts. Wait, you making sure you're going off of college, right? Not yeah, NFL. College. I mean, how could you not? How could you not? Like, the only thing that would make you go, hmm, is watching him get beat by LSU 72 to, like, 10, his last college game. But, I mean, I mean if, if, if we're if, going if, off college, Jordan Love wasn't trash in college, bro. Yes, he was. His senior year was terrible. I mean, hold on. His, say, his, okay, hold, okay. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. His senior uh, year was terrible. His junior year was only good because his, you his could argue team, the hold on. argument with hold Jordan on. Love, though. His team was fucking stacked. I can't argue that. So was Levis's team at Kentucky. And then he le- and then and then well, we're not talking about hold, on. hold on. And then all of Jordan Love's players left and he was trash. And uh, literally, if you looked at it like this, we had no one in Indy. If you no want to make one. the if you want to make the Levis argument in this selection that we got in front of us right here, Jacob Eason is the carbon copy. Strong arm quarterback, transfer from Georgia. Well, Levis transferred from Penn State. Sneaky athletic. Lake from. You see what I mean here? And if we're looking at the physical stature and skill set, Jacob Eason is a Will Levis in front of us. But we want the athleticism, so let's take Jalen Hurts. My if opinion. we're going athletic, absolutely. But if we're going based off college, no, no Jordan I'm Love was off. Jordan Love was just as good as anybody, any of these guys in college. No, he, yeah, going, no, he wasn't. Not off, on the tape. I'm the tape was off, terrible. I'm going off of the NFL game today is changing. And from what right. I saw from Jalen Hurts from his last year in Alabama, where he got ended up getting benched in the national championship game, didn't flinch and came back out the next year and went to a different school, and a guy still came out and put up a Heisman type year. Almost better passer, absolutely, hundred percent. Exactly. I, yeah. I think this kid shows resilience yeah. that'll last long in the NFL. Yeah, Hurts is a pick. I think that, that's that's me. Could you imagine drafting Jalen Hurts and JT in the same draft? Gosh. Oh, he's still there. Trade. No, deny that shit and take take Jonathan. Hold on, hold on, though. Hold on, hold on. We, we might still be able to get Jonathan. We only moving back 11 picks, and we get a third, Ooh. and we get two fourth-round picks. Oh, what's the what's the chat thinking, man? I don't I might I might consider taking this. See who's available at running back. Is JK still on the board? I think he is. Because JK is rated oh. higher. I can't. I can't out. check. No, I can't no, check. Hell no. Hell no. J.K. Dobbins. Was Hold on. Right. We got more offers. He was <laughs> rated higher out of the draft, dude. He was That's a trash trade. Yeah, no. But I didn't. I didn't. The best trade is Baltimore. Same, Demarco, like I'm on the same page. I'm on the same page as you. But out of college, I know you remember that game. Because. <laughs> yeah. Decline this because Jonathan Taylor is the best player on the board. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Love's it. still there, but Jonathan. Hey. But if we now, if we do bring Chris Ballard back in, look, let's ask like Ursay. Hey, Chris, come come back in here. Look at, these picks. look at these picks we just got offered. We get four picks right here. To yeah, move but back we to yeah, but two, two of them, them, two of them are next year. Yeah, yeah. we only get to use two of them. Oh, that was next year. Oh, yeah, I'm tripping. Oh. I mean, <laughs> go get the guy. Go get the guy that Ballard loved this year. Go get the guy that Ballard loved. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. The JT. Go for next year. We gotta, we gotta reject this. And uh, uh, we, I we, mean, yeah, I like that Taylor kid. 
If we're looking at the dichotomy of a guy, we're one hundred percent. Yeah, it's JT or nobody. Elavish Shano ain't bad. Oh, we didn't get MPJ. MPJ's oh, off. My guy's gone. <laughs> oh, he's still there. Don't you like how Damon Arnett was still there? That guy got taken <laughs> top ten. <laughs> Oh, oh my dang. No, I'm no. trade. Six trade offers. Why they keep trying to give us booty ass offers, man? What the hell is this? They're gonna get worse. Hold on. I'm trying to trade us. Oh, hold on. That's not bad. We'll go this back one's to the not bad right here. That's, that's not bad. <laughs> this one's not bad. <laughs> we get third that. that. We only move we'll that. We only moving back two picks. Take that. Take that. Hundred percent. Oh, he's still there. Give me Bryce Hall from from. So you wanted to, you wanted to reject this one? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You like Bryce? I loved Bryce coming out of Virginia. Oh, I loved him. Press corner. I thought he was going to be so oh. good. I think I think if we're in eyes Chris Bauer here, though, we're taking probably someone like Cole Komet right wait, here. Wait, wait. Who's Not, our who's our corners this year? Who it was? Kenny Moore. Uh, uh, hey, what are, what do receivers look like? Hey. We gotta we gotta look at these traits first, bro. <laughs> like, nah, because they're both moving back twenty picks. Let's stay where we're at. I mean, my opinion, but I just... yeah, no. Oh, the Falcons got a good deal right there. No, no, we only get a seventh rounder out of it. Yeah, I yeah, but that's still an extra pick. I, I already rejected it because you told me no. Nah. What do receivers look like? Oh, look, we got Jonathan Grenard sitting there at edge rusher. Oh my God! Uh, I love, I love Devin Ryan Duvernay. Edwards. I Devin love Duvernay Brian was a Edwards out of South Carolina. I love Brian Edwards. Donovan People Jones sitting there too. Tyler hey, Johnson. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't that high on Duvernay. I, I liked his game, but I didn't really see it translating. People Jones in Michigan was the truth. But, he is. People Jones and and Brian Edwards. I, I Tyler. Tyler Johnson of Minnesota is a dog too. Tyler Tyler Johnson is the is the Ballard pick right here, 100. percent Possessed some receiver, had the best um, contested catch rate out of the draft that year. That's who he would have took, 100. Uh, percent Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson of, from Minnesota. Minnesota, and he plays for help me out, uh, Buccaneers, right? Yeah, yeah. Use him. <laughs> Jordan Kimby said also that Baltimore's GM needs to be fired for offering all those picks just to swap two uh, two spots. Oh man, yeah. Is there I, more receivers? Scroll down. Is there more? Yeah. Uh, James Proche, a beast, oh. by the way. Hey, Gabriel. Hey, there's Ooh, Isaiah Gabriel Hodgins. Davis. Isaiah Hodgins and Dave Davis sitting there. Oh, there's Quintez Cephas. I thought he was going to be so good. Oh, Quez Watkins was down there. <laughs> Mooney. Desmond oh. Patman, <laughs> our six round guy. Oh, KJ Mar- Osborne. Marquez Callaway. Oh, you don't want to take him right now. It's a 347. I understand, but he's the truth. Hey, it'd be like Ballard taking Shaq. The worst pick in the NFL history. Oh, EJ man. Speed out of a D2 in the third round. <laughs> I like I like I like my guy Brian Edwards, man. I really like him. Um, any of these wide receivers I'm happy with except for the kid from UK. I mean, you can pick any of these in my opinion, and I'm happy. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, I didn't see too much of him at all. Uh People's Jones or Brian Edwards for me. Either one, I'm happy with. I don't care. Either one. Let's go. uh, You didn't like my guy, Brian Jordan? Well, Jordan Jordan breaks it. All right, we're going to go People's Jones. People's Jones was the truth in Michigan. 
Dude, if oh damn, Bryce Hall went. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan Brooks just went. Damn. You know, it would have been smart for us to check corner as well because we. That that's not a bad one. This isn't a bad one at all. Yeah, that's two spots. Oh, there's another one. That one's what was that? You move back two spots. That's four. Is that thirty-two or twenty-two? That one is thirty-two. 32. Okay, I would take this one. I would do that one. The Jets one. Do we all agree? Yep. yep. Let's do yep. it. We can take that. Okay. Oh, uh, my. Oh, my goodness. God. <laughs> Fourth, fifth, seventh, seventh, seventh. Bro, who the was the Vikings GM? It's like he don't even want picks, bro. He done tried to trade every pick he done had in his draft. Guys, we're about to have Quez Watkins, Gabriel Davis, <laughs> And KJ Osborne is receivers. Yo. <laughs> like, what do y'all want to do? I want to decline because the guy I really like is up on the board. Tyler. Uh-uh. It's tough to say no and yes because it's like how many times the seven-round picks actually work out? Right. And then it's like that's a lot of picks to say no to. If we're trying to be realistic here, it's possible either. I agree. We probably declined this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd yeah. climb up there and let's see what we can do. Because we're going to end up we getting got, some – We got back Absolutely, Jordan. Give me Logan Wilson from Wyoming. Dude's a dog for Cincinnati. All right, I'm declining this one too. Oh, that's a good one though from Philly though. Nah, we moved nah. up 26 we, picks. Yeah. Nah. I mean, and we, 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 get our, we get our EJ speed here with Logan Wilson. Yeah, Logan Wilson to fit. That's Let's check our knee. What, what's our edge rusher looking like? Edge. Mm. Alex Highsmith. Nah, he was cool. But I wasn't. There's Tavian Gibson. He was nice. Bryce Hall from uh, Memphis. He's nice. Um. Nah. Hey, you see our boy Glasgow? Glasgow. <laughs> check, check out corner real quick, Matt. We got there a corner. I know these are some of our Legarius Sneed. Oh, Legarius Sneed. That boy um, ended up being a beast. Damn, Lamar Jackson played corner in college too. That boy was everywhere. Went to, from Louisville That's to Northwestern. Legarius Nebraska, Sneed. you scrub. <laughs> I mean, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, Sneed's nice. That Michael Odemuji or whatever the hell his name is. He's not. I don't know how he got drafted coming out of Iowa. But I'm a Big Ten guy, and like I can tell you about most Iowa, of these Big Ten. I owe a product. Yeah, I still say go with Logan Wilson. Nope. I'm. Uh, I would. Your, your guy's still there. Oh, man, they we're still sitting there. Wow. I would say, uh, Zach. Zach has conviction on this pick. I'd say take him and Brian Edwards should be there. Two picks from now when we go again. All right. Oh, Miami? No. I mean, that's only, what, 14 picks? I mean, by this point, Ballard had pretty much reloaded the roster, so I really don't see us wasting our picks on a bunch of guys that are just going to be practice squad dudes. Tyler starts for uh, Dallas, doesn't he? Yeah, Glassdale's a starting center in the league. And your boy Brian Edwards is still there. We could double dip a receiver if we wanted to again. Yep. Especially since we missed out on Pittman. I'd do it. Yeah. I meant when I said do it, I meant keep that pit, Matt. Oh, that's yeah. not bad there from Philly. 
how those fourth round picks next year though. Keep trying to give us shit from next year. Nobody wants to worry about next year. What did these guys do? <laughs> Look at the Vikings, dude. Who is the Vikings? This is why this guy got fired. <laughs> Y'all know who works. <laughs> Y'all know who works in that front office, right? Man. Jerry, Jerry Jones out us offering your offering us. Y'all know crap. who works in that Minnesota front office, right? Dude said, "Hey, you can have every pick you want." Ryan Griggs. Griggs. Yeah. Yep. We're going uh, Edwards. I go. I go center. I go. I go. Uh, Tyler. I mean, Tyler's a uh, nice. We already had. No, we got Ryan Kelly playing Pro Bowl level right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Ryan Kelly. Yeah. Ryan Kelly's still All Pro. I would go Brian Edwards. Edwards. Brian Edwards. You double dip and get two physical receivers. That was the year we didn't have a problem with guard, Jordan. Albert Ibukam, he's solid. Yeah, I remember him being. I remember him being nice. Yeah, Ibukam was nice. Oh, the Niners offering a trade, huh? Ten spots back for the Jags pick isn't terrible. That's the only one that's not terrible. <laughs> I'm not doing that jag straight just because it's within the division. Yeah, me either. Facts. All right. Nope. Nope. No, y'all fuck off. Um, I wouldn't mind Alex Highsmith here. Neither would I. Yeah, Highsmith. Pass, pass rusher. Hey, so ben, Brandon, uh, ben Brandison was pretty nice, too, here playing guard. Hey, is P. Ryan any good at Florida? No, uh, he wasn't no, he good was, as the brother. He was, he was good. Um, I mean, I wasn't, like, terribly high on him, but I think he was he was good for Cincinnati when he originally came out. But I think DeMar- he was solid. Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's Samaje's brother, right? I think LaMichael's a little bit more – Athletic than Samaje. Yeah, he was he was a smaller guy. He's more of a scat. Yeah. So. Ooh, Samaje was a monster at Oklahoma. Yeah, Highsmith is a pick in my opinion. Oh, yeah, this is who's there at safety? Because we were thin at safety um, this year, weren't we? Blackman was in this draft. We were really we were really. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know any of these guys. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Antoine, <laughs> Brooks, oh, uh, uh, Antoine Brooks right there, Junior. Yeah, Antoine Brooks Jr. He's not. He was bad. nice out of Maryland. There's Tanner Muse. He's not awful. Did they? Did somebody really already draft? No, Cameron Curl. Scroll down. Cameron Curl, Arkansas, starting safety, right there. Dude is nice. He starts yeah, for he Washington. Is. Looks like um, uh, looks Jordan's like Jordan and Zach got team. Jordan and Zach got conviction on this one. Uh, I'm not opposed. Cameron All Curl. Right. He's he's legit. I'm not opposed either, but man, Blackman, Blackman would have went. They said top twenty if he wouldn't have got hurt. Mm-hmm. He was high, 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 highly rated. Michael just went. Ah, Isaiah Rogers, uh, Hodgins just came off the board. Jared Driscoll, Marcus Bailey was a bum. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, let's go. Rigo. We go. <laughs> nah, we got him undrafted. Uh, Legeria Sneed's still there. That's my pick. Yeah, I'd I take, like, I'd take I Sneed like, here. I don't know about you, uh, Zach. I know he didn't pan out very well, but Quarterman. Quarterman was, was a dog. Beast. Yeah. He's a <laughs> Crazy dog athletic. in Miami, but he shit the bed with the Jaguars. Like, yeah, I'm going Legeria Sneed. That yeah. Instant impact. Mm-hmm. Late round pick. No. Hell no. Joe Bashy. 
Are we picking again already? Quadri. Yeah. Isaiah Collier's not terrible. Um, so what's, what's our need left? What's our need left? Got uh, tied. We we tied in right already. We got we got cornerback. Um, what's? Because we had Jack um, Doyle and Mo this season. I think that was just about yeah. it. Yeah, Cameron. What do we got? What do we got? What, what's, worst, left what's, left what's left at tight end? Because we end up saying uh, Burton, Trey Burton, that year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, tight end's trash. Don't mm. <laughs> Jacob Breland wasn't bad in um in Oregon. He could block Brilliant. his ass off. Breland and Pinky, they're really the only two that I I, I remember watching. Pinky anything. was ass at Vanderbilt, but that's Vanderbilt. Like mm. everyone's trash should go to Vandy. I don't know if I see anything worth. I wouldn't. What's running back looking like? It's a late round flyer pick. Just to look at it, unless there's interior defensive lineman. James Robinson, right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> scroll down though. I do, I do want to see who else is possibly available because you know how running back ends up. There's DJ, DJ Dallas. Dallas. Another monster at Miami. Hell no! Nah. Give me James Robinson, man. He was, yeah. I don't even know how dude went undrafted. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's backfield's disgusting. Gosh, could you imagine JT? That's disgusting. We still have – who else we do we have? We still, we still have Marlon Mack at that time too. Yeah. Gosh. Yep. He tore the ACL. Yeah, but he got hurt. Ooh. Yeah. He got hurt. So imagine having JT and James Robinson his, right his there. Was a, his was an Achilles. Yep. What's tackle looking like? Right there. Taylor AJ Green, the DB. Look at kickers and punters. Sure, the seventh round pick. Why not? Go uh inside a line, inside a line. Daryl Williams. Hey, there's Train Phillips. Isn't he not a yep. starting starting guard? Yeah, he he's is. A stud. Yeah, Daryl Williams, Williams is sitting there too. Yeah, he's a starting guard for the Giants. No, uh, Tyre Phillips. Phillips? I think I think he's I on the Giants. Thought he started for the Chiefs. Oh, Danny Panther. Um, Shackelford, my boy from Belton. Texas boy. Tyler Higby. My guy, TJ McCoy. <laughs> Chad Buchanan. He was a long snapper, I thought. Buchanan you know, was trash. You know what's crazy? <laughs> Matt. Buchanan was trash. Matt, you know what's crazy is that this is the draft that we literally start our podcast pretty much based off of right here. Like we're we're literally three years later looking at this and going through guys, and like none of these guys were remotely <laughs> on our list when we started this off. That's what's crazy to me. The, hey. the only the only player that I wanted that year in the draft there were two. There was Justin Jefferson. He was on my list, and then mine too. Uh, Jalen Hurts. They were the only two that were really like, those were the two I wanted. Anthony Gordon was a guy I was like, I like him, but he's like another Max Dugan. I was like, oh, I like him, but I know he's yeah. not a top pick. Del Pitt. Del Pitt was my guy, man. That hey, was Jordan, Williams you caught us out on the Robinson pick, but you're doing the same thing with Tyler Bass right here, man. Don't nobody watch no kickers. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, uh, he said Bass still there, though. Hey, did Matt Gay come out this year? Just draft him. Because he I think he was nineteen. Out. I think he was nineteen. Who are we yeah. picking? I got. I got no. I would no, take no Bass. Tattoo. Don't take that Justin Rossweiler or whatever. He's got a swastika tattoo on. 
at some point. He got kicked out of the combine because they thought he was a Nazi. All right, so let's go Tyler Bass. Bass. Yeah, we can go Tyler Bass. Jordan, only one would have picked there. See, I guess none of us work like Chris Ballard on stacking up all these picks because then you get to a point where it's like, who the fuck is it? <sighs> we got any picks left? Yeah, no. I don't I like to see who's top rated at this point. <laughs> like, who's BPA at this point in the draft? Oh, yeah, that was our last pick. Sure was. Our worst pick wow. was Cameron Curl. Wow. Uh, tells you how wrong drafting is because Cameron Curl's a stud. And we did really good until the back half of the draft. But I mean, I mean, they I mean, were most of those guys, most of those guys you aren't thinking are going to pan out. Those are guys that you think are going right. to come in and work hard and to develop and be on special teams. So, I think I think that's a really good draft to come out with a bunch of B's, B pluses. We, we already pretty much know what yeah. JT and Jalen Hurts have become. So I feel like if you end up with two A's at the head of that draft, even though they gave us B's, I think that's successful. Very successful. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Fuck with us in the war room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't pick this guy. He's got a Squatsica tattooed on him. Hey, that's for real. That's that kid from uh, Marshall, that Marshall dude or whatever they meant. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. If I get one, they might accept me. <laughs> goddamn, <man. laughs> Demarco. Goddamn, that's terrible. Don't even say that, man. I'm joking. Yeah. No. 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, but man, that was a good one. That was a good one. I like that uh, little draft redo. I thought it was interesting to see some of the picks to go where they went. I wish it would kind of went how, like, uh, I had told you guys something that I did, seeing Herbert go back half of the 20s in the early second round. I thought that was pretty crazy. But, um, damn, man, I wish we could have solved our quarterback problems earlier. <laughs> Honestly, that was that was the year that I'm pretty sure all of us when we started the podcast were talking about. This is this is the year for us to do it. I wasn't yeah. here then, but I. This was yeah. the year that Adam and I threw or Adam, uh, Matt and I threw a huge fight over first round over the pick because I was all like, "We don't have a first round pick. We traded it. Let's it was, go get a left. Let's it was, go get it, a, a left tackle." And yeah. you and I, yeah, you and I, I, I wanted a corner. About it. I yeah. wanted a corner. You were you were dead set on a corner, and I was like, get a left tackle. Cassandro's got like three years left max. And, and it didn't even last I mean, that long. I mean, I, I, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> that was yeah. awkward. That was awkward because it was just me. It was just us three there, and it got quiet for about 30 and seconds. Rob, I thought Rob was there. I don't Dude, think Rob at that was point. There too. Rob was, was there he? too. Yeah. He just got real awkward. <laughs> I think it was all of us, actually. I think Andy and Trev and Rob were all there, and everybody was just quiet. Because I came on as a guest and thought I wasn't going to be allowed back on. <laughs> like, that, that was my first time on the podcast. And then, and then we invited him to be permanent. <laughs> because I, I literally told Matt he was clueless and didn't have a clue what he was talking about. And he was all like, what do you mean? And then, then it, got, it got vicious. And I was all like, I don't think I'm going to be allowed back on. And then. See, I think that's the best part about when me and Matt get into it because we just fucking we'll slide right to the slide right to the next conversation like nothing ever happened. 
you guys fight, and I'm all like, man, this is awkward. Like <laughs> the only reason the only reason I wasn't probably replying back immediately yesterday is because I was working. I was working on this unit and it was pissing me off. So I couldn't keep going back and fucking getting get extra mad. Get uh, mad. Yeah, I was Work. like, I was like, this motherfucking unit, and then I'm sitting there, are you that? I'm like, this motherfucker. Oh shit. So I don't know. I just I I never I never try and take anything personal. And just always keep it in the context of football and just knowing you know, that nobody's ever going to fully agree. I will say this, Zach. Both of us were wrong. Yeah, I'm thankful 100% because if it went one way or another, I'm sure, you know, three years later, they'd still hang that over my head. Hey, you asshat, we took a corner, you know. I mean, I we did take a few corners since then. We haven't – We, I mean, we, we took a left tackle way later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that the year we took Rock? Oh, uh, I think we did take Rock. Rock. We no, 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 no. Was no. this the year we traded? We had the second round pick, and or we traded for the pick, and we thought we were going to get Montez Sweat, and we traded back. I think no, we, we already had we Rock. rock. We, we took Rock twenty nineteen. Yeah, we already had Rock. Oh. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Or maybe it was, was it corner that I was arguing, or was it wide receiver? I can't remember. It was something receiver. about skill position. Receiver. It was 100% receiver. Yeah, I think it was something with skill position. I was like, we need weapons. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even tell you who the receivers were at the time. Like we, didn't have, we, didn't, we had T.Y. Didn't know one else. We had T.Y. I was still pretty pissed off that we uh, didn't take D.K. Oh, this is Paris Campbell draft? Mm-hmm. No. Oh. No. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, Oh, but him and I, him and I went at it in the 2020, yeah. like, or the 2020 draft. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the 2020, year. 2020 draft was the year we took Michael Pittman and then JT. I thought you guys started. I thought you shifted the conversation to the year before no. when when no, we started went receiver. Our we, we went receiver, but not with we. I think we started right when COVID hit, so it was yeah. like April. It was right before the draft of 2020. Did anybody uh, cough on the camera and somebody else jump? No. <laughs> no. And it was funny because we were all admins, I think. I think it was me, Damon. I think Damon was an admin. Mm-hmm. But it was me, Damon, uh, Rob, Trev, and this other guy, Jeffrey. We all were admins. And Here's your boy. I went and did a, I went and did a podcast with um, From the Couch. They invited me on because they wanted to talk to ASC South. So they brought me on as the Colts guy. And then I was like, you know what? Let's start our own podcast. And then, boom, there it was. <laughs> it started. And I think we brought Andy on as a guest. And then we brought Zach on as a guest. And we kept both of them. Yeah, good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah. No Jeffrey talks. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD, PTSD. Oh man, that dude got me blocked from so much bullshit. But uh, I guess, um, yeah, it's a weird part of the season. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's back to that weird part of the season, you know, where we went crazy at draft stuff and off season, and now it's kind of the waiting game because we've already. Are you guys, uh, are you guys still looking for any signings? I know Damon, you were talking about it the other day, where you were getting kind of antsy over this draft stuff, and I kind of told you just calm down. You know, we still waiting for the draft. Yeah, 
Are, is no. there anything you guys are still looking forward to uh, in in free agency wise? Um, in I want I want to see us pick a corner, do like Rock, or you know, a corner of some sort. Just yeah. I don't care if it's a, a vet of any kind. I don't care if it's a, a younger vet who's been in the league like three years and is a fringe starter, or a, a guy like Rock who we traded away and brought back. Other than that, I have. And also, possibly, maybe, hopefully, the Colts could bring back Yannick because I think if they if they brought back Yannick on top of the addition of Ibukam, then for the first time in a long time, the Colts have four quality edge rushers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Ballard can you know finally get off the kick of we need inside into pressure, we need pressure, we need pressure. No, you've addressed yeah. it. Yeah, well, you have it. You got two dogs at D tackle. I, I definitely right. wouldn't Young. matter. Uh, mind a uh, legit third or professor. And we're and we're young. We're, we'll be young at that position. And that's why I told y'all. I was like, for the first time in a long time, w- without a quarterback on our team, I I, I feel like receivers. W- we're good there. I think DB, whether that be safety, because I don't think we brought McLeod back. So, I, so I think maybe the, um, the is he retired? There was that. Uh, no, he said he's uh, he was on. Um, uh, on Good Morning Football, he said he's looking to play for a contender. Um, they didn't really ask him too many questions about Indy, so I, I don't know exactly so what. Moving on, okay. But um, to answer you, Damon, I, I think the expectation is that Nick Cross is ready to jump in and take over. Yeah, he was raw. I think that was the only the only argument I had was he was raw. Um, he probably should have stayed another year because remember he got drafted like 20, 19, 20 years old. He, like, yeah, he got drafted in nineteen, like a Tyler he Hero turned, situation. He turned twenty <laughs> during the season. Yeah, so. turned twenty during the season. Yep. So I think he just needed. I just think he needed to be. Um, hey, I I agree, Jordan. I I was literally off my rocker the day uh, we signed I, I, Isaiah because I I legitimately was like. Anytime I have some kind of hope that we'll sign a player, we never sign that guy that I want. So the fact that we actually signed the guy that I wanted, I thought that, that kind of sent me uh, off there. My I only McCole, but I know McCole was sold on playing with a veteran QB. Do you really think that he's going to make that much of a difference? Uh, to Absolutely. answer to answer Chad's question, we are currently sitting at twenty mil. Yeah, yeah twenty point uh, four million, I think. 20, 20.1. Uh, Zach, to be, to be exact with you, um, yes, I think it actually does help. You got a veteran receiver in there. You guys, you got a guy who's played with Josh Allen, who played in a system where it's kind of run to get open and some plays where, where, where Josh Allen is extending plays and you got a guy that knows how to get open. It's almost kind of like the T.Y. Hilton situation right. where you got a guy that knows how to find the zone, sit in the spot, get open, playing through the slot, and he can even help mentor some of these guys. And I'm not going to sit here and act like he's going to come out, have a 1,000 yard season, 10 touchdowns or 8 touchdowns, something like that. He can he should be able to get us a quality 600, four or five touchdowns, and I think that's something that's very effective in this room for a rookie. So, I wouldn't be mad at that. I would, I'm not. I'm not sitting there acting like he's yeah. supposed to go off for us. But I just think it's one of those things where, if we look back at our receiver room in the past, since Chris Ballard has become our GM, we've always said, "Hey, dude, get us a receiver." And yeah. I think this is one of those signings that legit say he tried to get us a receiver. That's what I think. Fair enough. Give me Will Levis or give me Death. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Easy, but I'll, okay. <laughs> okay, Matt. I'm okay. just here to get. I'm just here to get under Demarco's skin. 
Oh no, I, that's what I try. That's what I tried to tell you, man. When you said my pennies was in a bunch, man. I'm not. I'm not mad at Will, man. I would prefer Will over what we had last year in a heartbeat. My thing was, I just hate when we can only either like, like even the the fans just on Twitter, and I just see it all day versus what everybody talks about. It's either with Will Levis, it's either his big arm or it's excuses. I want us to talk about this guy as a quarterback. There is more than just big arm and everybody left him. Like, as far as we know, we know he played through injury. This guy is tough. This guy wants to go out and ball. But, like, I got to see more. And it's just those things where people just keep making excuses for him or just keep saying, wow, his arm tap. Like, we've seen that shit before. Yeah. Look, I'll say, I'll say this. Just I'll, say th- I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this. The throw I was talking about, Will Levis threw from his own 25 all the way to the 7. That was airtime. Yeah, see, um, I mean, I'm not – I mean, that's great. I mean, it's just like I just don't want us to look at that and think that is the last right. thing we need to see to think but, yes, he's going to work in the NFL. But you're not going to see anything else until the but day have we – I know. I know, I know. It's tough to say we can't see anything, but it's just it just goes back to my memory of, like, just like the NFL. What have you done for me now? What have you done lately? And the last thing I seen from this guy is he did not play well. And so, yes, I trust Steichen in our system, and I think that he can develop if we develop him properly to form into a quarterback. Like I said, that can be that ceiling of a more mobile Matthew Stafford or – could be as bad as Zach Wilson. I think he could hit that high end tier, which is why I'm like, if we do go quarterback, I'm okay with one of these guys. But I just, I just don't want fans to just get stuck with the idea of either big arm or everybody was hurt, and that's why he didn't have success and whatnot. Just, I like that you brought up. I like that you brought up his athleticism too, because um, I think it's a really under, underrated aspect of his game. Um, that dude was hurling dudes, spinning out of things, mowing guys over. He's 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 the strongest. I think I said Anthony Richardson, who's like a a walking muscle. Um, he's probably one of the strongest QBs in the draft. Levis, uh, but but Jordan, that Zach Wilson throw. I know that gets referenced a lot in these pro days, but that's a throw that they now do for everybody in these mm-hmm. pro days. It's called the broken play, um, and it's pretty much just you you avoiding pressure and, and and showing your arm on the run, just what you have in you and what you have capable of doing. Every pro quarterback does that now in every throw day. And he says, these big pros don't oppress me because how often are you really throwing all those crazy throws? And like I said, that's just – that's the purpose of that play. Like you saw Cam Newton do it um, the other day at, at that at that, um, at that Auburn pro day. It, it's just an example of their arm strength whenever they're under pressure and, and the ball moving away from their body. Every quarterback does that why, every pro day. And that's exactly why me and Matt were talking about the uh, Bryce Young throw because he looked really uncomfortable throwing that because he doesn't have the biggest, strongest arm to flick it up the wrist. But just like Jordan said here, those those big throws don't impress me because how often are you really throwing all those throws and crazy throws like that for me? It's who can make the simple routes. And so it's like it goes back to that point that I was making about simple things with Will Levis that nobody ever talks about. It's always just he has a big arm or he was playing hurt and nobody was around him. And and that's where it really just breaks in me. It's like you can't have those be the only questions you questions or answers you have about a quarterback right. 
and then a guy like Mel Kiper be like, this is my guy, Will Levis. Like, it's like, we, we got to find some context in here because when you talk about any other quarterback, any other quarterback in this draft, you have more than just two things. Am I wrong? Can anybody tell me am I wrong? I'm clicking with you. I'm agreeing. <laughs> that's just my thing there, and, and that's why I just – if we get Will Levis, I want him to work. I really do. I think we'll – I will be ready to buy his jersey the moment he shows me some legit, some legit flashes. But just those things, I just can't have just two situations. Like, there's got to be more. I think Will Levis ends up going too. I read an article where about like Houston was having meetings with Will Levis. Uh, somebody and said that in the comments. Jordan, earlier. Jordan, Jordan was talking yeah, about it. They were having sneak, yeah. sneaky meetings. Yeah, the Houston was having like quiet meetings with Will Levis during his pro day and then even before and after the draft and the combine and stuff like that. So it wouldn't shock me because ideally I think that's the situation. He essentially played in that same offense in Kentucky in Kentucky. And so I think that translates, but yeah, I read, yeah, see Jordan, you, you posted it. Yeah. That, Real quick here, uh, Jordan said, did you guys see a scenario I posted earlier from some reports? That's the one he's talking that, about. That's the one he's talking about. That's yeah. the one I'm talking I, about. I, yeah. I, I did not see that. So if one of you guys can tag me in that when you get a chance, I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, I read it. I forget. I read it earlier <clears> this week, and I was all like, yo, that would be huge. Houston takes Will at two. So then I think, you know, if that if that happens, then I definitely encourage Ballard to trade up to three because I don't want a team like Vegas – at seven, or a team like Tampa at 19, trading all the way up to three, getting a guy like Young or Richardson. From all the reports that I've heard, not my bad for cutting you off, but I just want to say that I believe Las Vegas has sold on the two more mobile guys from all the reports that I've seen. I mean, I know Vegas has Jimmy G, but I also don't trust the fact that they won't move up and get a mobile guy like – a quarterback who's available, like Bryce Young and or Richardson, like because that's something that they that they would do. So if that's the case where Will Levis goes to, then I certainly hope Indianapolis implores, hey Arizona, you guys want a center and like a couple picks, and we'll move up to three and, and take who we can, who's ever available. Yeah, that's Peter. I'm going Peter. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Skoronsky. I mean Skoronsky is solid. I just don't think he's the best tackle in this draft. That Paris Johnson kid from Ohio State. And maybe I'm partial. Did impartial. you see how they um did you see how they almost had him tear his ACL at his pro day? Yeah. Fucking yeah. stupid drill. Like Maybe I'm just impartial, but like Ohio State tackles are pretty much a sure thing in the NFL. Like, literally a sure thing. And I think Paris Johnson is, I mean, I know Orlando Pace went number one overall, but I think he has that type of impact on the next team he goes to. He's a true franchise tackle. That's why I have that Paris Johnson Jr. kid as the best tackle. In the draft, and I think Skaronsky, even though he's gigantic, I don't think his arms are long enough. So I believe he he grades over to being a guard 
I mean, he's, in my opinion, he is Braden Smith. Braden Smith is better suited to play guard. Skaronsky's just more athletic, but short arms. All right. All right. Wouldn't, wouldn't argue against that. I still, I still want a quarterback at four personally. Uh, yeah, same, 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 same. I think everybody's on the same page. My blood All pressure right. will be off the charts if we don't take a quarterback at four. We're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and close shop tonight, guys. It's a good episode. It was good fun to see that we could have solved all these issues three years, years ago, ago, years ago, even with still trading for DeForest Buckner. So it's always fun having everybody out. It's always fun seeing all the comments and having everybody on the show at once. Trev did have to leave. He had some personal issues going on uh, with a car. So appreciate everybody coming out. Zach, it was good to see you and your no hair. Damon, it's always yeah. good to see you. Yeah. yeah. Marco, bald head. Your bald head. <laughs> I got my, my hair cut after two weeks, man. No, Hey. <laughs> but, yeah, man, we'll be back next week. We're going to talk about whatever segment we're going to bring you next week. I think we've already started discussing some things. We're going to bring you some fun, all right? Absolutely. Is, go Colts. Is, always go Colts. We keeping JT, baby. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it.